culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Hi, YouTube. If you're watching this, this is a rebroadcast from our Instagram Live on Thursday night. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, this is a rebroadcast from our Thursday night live. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you're about to have a wonderful weekend. Um, I love you guys. And I'm so excited to chat with you here live. As you know, these are our live episodes, so they're a little more informal. So it's all good. We're going to do some some Q&A, some interaction. We'll break down the tea. We're going to talk about Ebony. We're going to talk about um, OC returning. We'll talk about it all. But, um, but yeah, shall we dive into it? I hope everyone's having a wonderful, wonderful weekend thus far. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Shelly. Shelly, girl. Hi, Julia. Welcome on in. Okay. Let's start with Ebony. Woo we Ebony, Ebony, K. Williams. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so Ebony K. Williams was at a comedy show out in New York the other night. Uh, it depends on when you're listening to this. I believe it was Wednesday night of this week that she went out to a comedy show. Sam Bloomston is the comedian. He was on stage performing his stand-up routine In the front row, there were some housewives. It was Ebony K. Williams. It was Bronwyn Berg from Real Housewives of Orange County. And it was former housewife Barbara K. Well, Sam was on stage and he was doing his thing. And he was like, hey, I'm so funny. Listen to me. I'm a comedian. And then there were some women in the front row, these housewives and their friends, that were heckling Sam. And they, you know, were just like getting I don't know I think they were like rolling their eyes and at first it was kind of in jest and then they were kind of getting annoying and then eventually Sam ends up like making a comment and he I think he said something like um this is if there were ever a a group of of Trump supporters or people that would storm the Capitol would definitely be this crew right here obviously he was making a joke he's a comedian he's on stage he's performing stand-up it's at a comedy club um But then he made another comment about he said something to Ebony and he referred to her as Miss J.C. Penney's because he said that she was in her J.C. Penney's outfit and her shoes looked like they were from J.C. Penney. She got upset. She, you know, was a little tipsy. She looked like she'd been drinking, you know, one too many no filter rosés. And she ends up getting up on stage. She was in the front row. So she really just kind of like stood up. And then she like takes the mic out of his hand and... 
then is just like, hold up, hold up. What you're not going to do is attack me and you're not going to disrespect a black queen. And he's, you know, kind of awkwardly, you know, responding to her, um, still trying to like make it funny and palatable for the audience. Um, And she was just like, you know, she was upset and then she kind of like sits down and then she kind of gets back up and she's kind of doing this, not necessarily like in an, I don't know if I would, I wouldn't say it was like an angry or mean way, but it was more of just like, to me, it looked like she had a big ego. Her ego was bruised. And now she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, you're not going to talk about me like that, you know, but like kind of like tipsy, you know, how like when we get a little tipsy and we're just like, uh-uh, you know, we get a little sassier, we get a little, you know, we're a little looser in our body. So it just seemed like she was like having a tipsy moment. And obviously her ego was bruised. And she was like, well, I'm a housewife. I'm a celebrity. So I can go on stage and I can push my weight around and blah, blah, blah. When in any normal instance, if an audience member goes on stage and tries to take the, the mic out of the hand of a comedian, that person would get asked out by security ASAP. Security usually doesn't have tolerance, even for hecklers. If people are heckling a comedian, usually security, if it gets to like that point, security will boot them out. So the fact that Ebony was even able to get on stage and then she kind of sat down briefly and got right back up to clarify with everybody that... Um, to clarify that her shoes were not from JCPenney. Like the fact that that was the biggest issue was that she was upset about him saying that her shoes were from JCPenney and that's what she interpreted as being disrespectful to a black queen. I was like, this is kind of what it felt like what she was doing on, on Real Housewives of New York though, where she was inserting, you know, this argument about her being a black woman and other people's actions being in response to her being a black woman. And that's not to take away her experience. Her experience as a black woman is very valid. I want to say that. And I want to say that like, I will never understand her experience fully because I'm not a black woman in America. So I don't want to take that away from her, but there are instances where, you know, sometimes things happen and it doesn't necessarily mean it's because you like if I were to walk into a store and you know somebody were to accidentally bump into me I could very easily be like oh what are you bumping into me because you're homophobic you know it's like sometimes that argument isn't valid like sometimes things just happen and you know your sexuality or the color of your skin like those just aren't necessarily related to the instance that has happened necessarily. And in this case, I don't think he was picking on Ebony because she was a black woman. I think he was picking on Ebony because her and her friends were being disrespectful and they were heckling a comedian on stage. Um, and I I think I've told you guys in the past, like I used to do stand-up back in the day. I did it for like a solid two years. I performed at like the Laugh House and the Comedy Store and Gotham in New York and the Ice House here in Pasadena, um, you know, where it was snowing, the Ice House. Ice House in Pasadena, but I'm bum. Insert Girardi joke here. Um, so anyway, I've done stand up, and like one of the things you just don't do. What's what it is is when you're on stage, you're as much of trying to be in the moment as you are. For the most part, your set is rehearsed. Your set's already been. You know what the jokes are. You know what the punchline is. You know how you're gonna set them up. How you're gonna deliver them. And there's a lot of skill that goes into it, into actual joke writing. I think a lot of people think that they can be stand-up comedians, and they think stand-up is so easy to just go up in front of a crowd and tell jokes and make people laugh. But there's a lot more technical skill to it, and I think that's part of the reason why you know. I'm able to deliver lines and kind of be funny on the podcast is because I have an experience with joke writing and, you know, delivering 
in that stand-up setting, in that live stage setting. And so one of the biggest no-nos is heckling a comedian because it throws off, one, the energy in the room, and two, it can throw off the comedian. And, you know, it, it just kind of, like, sets the it sets a bad tone. You know what I mean? So it's really in poor taste. Like, that's one of the biggest rules when you go to a stand-up show is you, just, you don't heckle the comedians. You just don't do it. So not only were they heckling Sam, but they were... The fact that she even went on stage, took the mic out of his hand, and for the most part, he was trying to still hold on to the mic. If you watch the video I posted on the Instagram account, at no filter with Zach, but he's holding the mic, and she's, like, trying to take it away from him, and he's, like, still trying to hold it and be like, this is not appropriate, and in his head, he's probably like, where's security? And you still have to, like, make sure you keep control of the situation because you're on stage, you have the audience, you're still in charge of the tone and the pace and the the vibe of the room, so obviously, he doesn't want to make it uncomfortable for everybody else in the room, but... It was uncomfortable. It was tacky. Um, the fact that she was upset that he called her J.C. Penny. The fact that she had to clarify that her shoes weren't from J.C. Penny. They were Italian leather. These are Italian shoes. She kept saying, "It was just bad." He ended up going. Sam Bloomston ended up going on Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, and gave her the full story of like what happened, everything leading up to it, um, the actual instance incident itself and then he said that they did end up going and having like drinks afterwards and that they ended up paying for his tab but even Sam's wife went on Twitter and like responded to to the video I think it was Queens of Bravo they posted it on on Twitter and she even responded to it and she's like yeah this is like a no-no like it's just you don't do this you just you go into a comedy show and it's all in good fun you know what I mean like if you're going to a comedy show you're going with the intention of being like, we're going to laugh. We're go. I'm probably going to be the butt of a joke if I'm sitting in the front row, you know, and you just kind of, you have a sense of humor and you roll with it and you're there for the fun of it. You know, nobody's there to hurt your feelings. Nobody's there to offend anybody. It's all lighthearted in jest with good humor. You know what I mean? But I thought it was in very poor taste. Um, I'm not surprised that Bronwyn was there with her and we also had Barbara Kay. I mean, I was a little surprised about Barbara Kay, but I just, I don't know. To me, it looked bad. Like, it was bad to heckle. It was bad to go on stage and take the mic out. But, like, to me, it was really just her ego was so big that she thought she could go on stage and defend her Italian leather shoes. Um, Julia Zach, I found you earlier this year and I listened to you on Apple Podcasts every single day during my workouts. This is the first time I've been able to join live. Yay! Welcome, Julia. Um, I don't know how you listen to me every day, though, girl, because I don't release every day. I only release three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, but I'm glad you're here, Alicia. Uh, Julia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Suki. Hi, Giselle. Dang, I missed it. Who was the comedian? Oh, the comedian is Sam Bloomston. The video's on the Instagram account, so if you want to watch the video. I think he posted it on TikTok, and then he took it down because obviously it was blowing up, and it was getting crazy. Um, yes, I did do it, and they weren't open, Mike, either. Oh, okay. Drag Me Monique says, it's clinical with her. It's like she's trying to compensate for something else. Maybe the fact that her track record would suggest that she likes her men white. You said it, not me. Drag me, Monique. Um, yeah, it's not a cute vibe. It is interesting when you actually look at Ebony's past. And again, you can't judge anybody based off of their past because people can change. People can evolve. You know, people can do better. Hashtag accountable. Hashtag blessed. Um, hashtag grateful. Um, but there is something to be said there. You're right. <laughs> 
Yes. I wish he would have like, I wish he would have ordered to go, but I don't think he will. He used to use a cease and desist letters. So he'll probably pull something to not go if they try to make him go where? Sorry, Brittany. I don't know what we're talking about. Hi, Sailor Easton. Feeling Giovanni. Do, 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 do. Oh, thank you guys. Yes, my hair is fresh. It is bleached. My scalp is tender. My scalp is sore. So if I have sex anytime soon, nobody's going to be pulling my hair because it'll probably break and it'll hurt a lot. Any other thoughts about Ebony? Very tacky. Yes. And she slapped. Oh, yeah. That was another thing that people were talking about, Lindsay, is that she slapped his butt. She slapped his butt. She grabbed his butt. And some people were saying that there's a double standard with that because he's a stranger and she's putting her hands on him without permission. And if a man would have done that to a female comedian, that would have blown up. Probably. You know, I think that's a really good point. I think we do have some of those double standards. Um, I think that the situation was lighthearted and in jest, I think, or at least in her head, it kind of was, even though she crossed a lot of lines. But, you know, I do think that that's a really good point that a lot of people are making. You know, if the roles were reversed and if she were a man and he were a woman, a female comedian on stage, I think had a man grabbed a female comedian's butt, that would have been a big issue and people would have blown that up as well in addition to her just walking on stage. So, you know, I think especially, I don't think she would be getting as much of the heat as she is getting though if she hadn't been so you know, woke preacher of like, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you a lecture on how to be, you know, more appropriate in these situations. You know, her entire role on New York this entire season was lecturing people and trying to teach them and trying to like, you know, really hammer in these lessons that it is interesting now to see her put in the hot seat for, you know, behaving inappropriately. And she kind of went on Twitter and laughed it off and was very much like, um, oh, you know, you guys need to calm down. It's not that big of a deal. I was a little tipsy and we all went for drinks afterwards. So it's totally fine. But it's like, but it's it's not totally fine. Like you acted very poorly. There was no apology. There was no acknowledgement of her bad behavior. It was just like, you guys are being dramatic. And we went out to dinner afterwards. And Heather McDonald even asked Sam, he, she was like, did Ebony apologize to you at all? And he's like, no, she did. Well, he didn't say that, but he kind of avoided answering the question. And so Heather's like, so I take that as no, she did not apologize to you. And so we can deduce that she did not apologize to Sam, especially since on Twitter, she didn't apologize or acknowledge her behavior or anything. She was just like, you guys are being crazy and you guys need to calm down. So mm. I don't care what a person what a person stands for politically, but she was just trying to take advantage of that for her own gain. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And I think that was the disconnect for, with the audience and with Ebony this season was it felt like it wasn't genuine. It felt like it was her trying to paint herself in a certain light so that she can use that to further advance her career. You know, she was taking advantage of the opportunity, but in the sa at the same time, she was policing other people to make her to position herself in a certain way, a way that was a little 
contrasting to some of her other career choices in the past and some of her political viewpoints that and again people can change their viewpoints but it just it felt like she was using like you said she was using this medium this forum to further advance her own agenda um and then when you see a lot of like the press leaks like it does kind of you know it's not great so peacock is like Bravo's cool cousin, and I'm so here for it. Royal Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is giving. I agree, Drag Me Monique. Ultimate Girls Trip. We had the new episode today. So good. So good. Fun, refreshing, lighthearted, breaking the fourth wall. You know, we get some behind-the-scenes stuff with the women. They're un, you know, they're allowed to talk about the show. I think it's great. I want to get Kyle Richards on my podcast to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip and to talk about her new Peacock Christmas movie. Peacock is like killing it right now. They really are. I guess NBC has no other choice but to kill it, but I think they're doing an incredible job. Incredible. Mm. Shall we talk about Oh, someone asked in the in the live chat. Sorry, I I missed it, but I caught the, I missed who it was, but I caught the question about do you think the Pump Rolls cast will defend Lala? or back her up or support her. I think they are supporting her. I think they will back her up just because, you know, she's their friend. Um, It was interesting. And I asked Tom Sandoval about that, about how Lala really held Sheena's relationship to the fire. Yet now that the roles are reversed, I don't think any of them are doing the same to Lala. We'll see what happens at the reunion. Um, Yeah, it's, it's not a pretty situation, but I think they are going to support her just because it's a really fucked up situation, you know? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, how you get them is how you lose them. I get that. It still doesn't make it enjoyable or palatable for us to watch a single mother get cheated on like that and now have to provide for her baby on her own, you know? Do I like all of Lala's decisions and choices? No, but do I like watching her be a single mom that just got her heart broken in front of the entire world because this man was a pig and cheated on her in a gross way? My heart goes out to the girl and to her baby, mostly to her baby more than her. Oh, I'm so set for Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, Alicia. So set. Um... When is the reunion filming? The Vanderpump Rules reunion films Friday of this week. So today's Thursday, so it films tomorrow. I know I've already stirred up some drama with my um, my interview with Tom Sandoval this week. If you haven't listened to it, I suggest that you do. I've already stirred up some drama, sparked some extra fire between the Toms and Katie. Oopsie whoopsie. Bravo needs to start paying me for all these storylines that I'm driving for them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Everyone thinks Tom. Everyone thinks Tom what? At this point, what do you think of Ramona? Um, I think Ramona is Ramona. I think Ramona has always been Ramona. And I think Ramona will probably always be Ramona. There is a lot to be said that Luann is, has said that, you know, Ramona can change and is changing or is trying to change. I think there's a lot to be said about that. Luann obviously knows Ramona intimately. I do know people that know Ramona personally, off camera, Um and they've all said that, like, she's not the character that's played up on the show. Like, I think she is very ignorant in a lot of ways. But I do believe she has a big heart. I, I guess I don't want to believe that these people can be genuinely, like, evil people, you know? Um, 
I think she's dumb sometimes, and I think she says really stupid, ignorant shit sometimes, and I wish she would be better about that. But, you know, I think people are multifaceted. I think we're all humans, and we're equal good and we're equal parts good and bad. I think it's a lot of people like to label individuals as good or bad, and I think we're good and bad. Sometimes we just have good moments and sometimes we just have bad moments. And that doesn't, you know, those little moments don't necessarily make up who we are entirely. And I think when you're on a reality show that's about conflict and resolution, obviously they want to amplify and highlight the conflict and they they don't want the the nice boring stuff. They want to continue to amplify the drama and the scandal and, you know, putting your foot in your mouth. And when you have other people like Kenya that are great reality stars that lean into that conflict, I think you have situations like what we're getting on Ultimate Girls Trip. And I think that's what we love about Housewives and Bravo. And I think Peacock's doing a great job with this in the sense that they're giving us everything that we want. We love it. I would be really surprised at Rand. I thought they would last. I thought they would last at least a minute. I didn't think it was going to end so big. Um, What about Jen Shaw? Did you watch the Hulu thing about Jen Shaw? Yes. And I had a lot of feelings about the Hulu documentary on Jen Shaw. Um, they really humanized her a lot. They really gave us a lot of her upbringing and her struggles as a person of color, which was very gut-wrenching. And, you know, it's it's tough to watch some of that stuff. You know, you see these people as, as human beings. And I think we got to see a human side of Jen Shaw at the start of the documentary. We have, like, someone she went to, to grade school with. We have her aunt that was in it. Not the aunt that got her legs amputated, but another aunt that was in the documentary talking about her. So we see all of that. It humanized her, which I understand, but I also didn't love because I feel like we didn't get any of that in The Housewife and The Hustler. We didn't get any humanization of Erica Jane. We just got the flashy Erica Jane on television right off the bat, and then we get into Tom's allegations, and then we get to Tom's victims. Whereas I think there was a little too much focus on Erica. Whereas in the Jen Shaw documentary, obviously Jen Shaw is the alleged criminal. It was really sad to see the the elderly people that she allegedly took advantage of and took money from and to see that they were giving like $30,000 of their savings away. Like it's heartbreaking. So I'm glad that we got to see the victim stories. I'm glad that they really had an opportunity to tell their stories. I loved getting to see that, you know, that to me was really endearing. Um, or I guess not endearing, but like it helps me have a deeper re- respect and appreciation for the investigation into Jen and the charges against her in the sense that like, okay, this is serious and we do need to give the victims more of the attention and our hearts do need to go out to them because they do need to be the priority. And the good thing is a lot of them were able to get some of their money back and, you know, very different from like the Girardi case where Tom was in possession of their money. So they have to get the money back from Tom and what he had and what he spent and where the money went. Whereas in this case, you know, a lot of these elderly people were putting their expenses on their credit cards and they were able to call the credit card companies and get the charges reversed. And so, you know, luckily that was helpful for them. But yeah, I didn't love how much they humanized Jen Shaw in the documentary. Ooh, I say this as a person of color. Being discriminated as a person of color doesn't give you a right to be a piece of shit. I agree. I agree. Well, we did get the juxtaposition, which was her former staff speaking. Did I use that word correctly? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. We did get that. We had Koa who was in it. But we also had like fangirls in it. Like there was another podcast. First of all, I was like, where did they find this blonde bitch podcaster? And why didn't I get the phone call? Because like my podcast is way bigger. I do way more legal deep dives. My hair is blonder. Um, my brows are better. Uh, I'm not trying to compare. I'm, I'm, I'm being like fake salty, guys. It's, it's not, I'm not like really salty about it. But I was just like, I went and looked up the guy that they had in there that was like, oh my God, Jen Shah. I went up, I looked him up and I was like, okay, I have way more Instagram followers. My podcast is way bigger. My podcast gets way more press. I do actual legal breakdowns on my, ooh, ooh I have to sneeze. <laughs> Oof. That's the universe saying, shut the fuck up, Zach. Get over it. Count your blessings, which is true. My blessings are counted. Trust me. I'm very grateful. I'm actually, I mean, the cloud of being in a, in a Hulu documentary would have been great. But like the company that was in it, um, I guess, you know, the cream always rises to the top. Um, but no, I mean, I ain't that salty about it. Let homeboy get his airtime and good for him. Congrats to him. I'm really just kind of kidding. Kind of, sort of. But like I said, my hair is blonder. Like Zach needs to be in these documentaries. Why do they keep giving it to Dana Wilkie? She thinks she's a real journalist. And you know what? <laughs> good for her. Um, Zach, I'm waiting for the day you have a talk show on Bravo. You know, from your... What is it? From your mouth to God's ears. The universe, let's manifest that, deliver. Oh, I'm like, why is everybody saying bless me? It's not that serious that I didn't make it in the Hulu documentary, guys. But bless me because I sneezed. Duh. Um, your brows are the best. Oh, thanks, Jody. Thanks. You're so sweet. Let's be serious. They asked Danielle to be in Erica's documentary. I know. Like, the caliber of people that get asked to do these documentaries, it's not that high. Thanks, guys. Heather Dubrow's home. Where does it stand on your list of fave housewife homes? I have to say, uh, has Dana thanked you yet? No, Dana has not thanked me. Um, I reached out to her when she started shitting on my wine and was talking a bunch of crap about it. I And then it was like becoming a thing and other YouTubers were getting involved and they like made this video about it. And it was not fun like when you work on something and you build a business and you build a brand and somebody trashes that and then you have other podcasters that want to just jump in on that so then they send people to trash your show and leave you one-star reviews and write nasty things about your product like it's not fun um so I like reached out to Dana personally and I was like look let's squash the beef I don't want any beef I don't want there to be any contention you know if I've ever I'm obviously going to take accountability for my side of it I know I haven't been very nice I know I've said you know sassy things I know I've said shady things I've you know it's part of my personality but I also understand if like you didn't appreciate it and it offended you or hurt you in any way I was hurt by some of the things that you said about my business um so I did reach out to her just privately and was like Let's squash this. I don't, you know, me sending her the wine I thought was an olive branch and then it just continued to snowball and blow up and I don't have any interest in that drama. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, but in reference to her thanking me, no, she didn't thank me. Um, she did say we should do an Instagram live to be like, let's show people that we've made up. And I'll, I was like, mm, I didn't respond to that. I was like, no, thank you. Um, I would rather just like move on. But Heather Dubrow's house. Let's talk about Real Houses of Orange County. So we open up with Heather Dubrow's return to Orange County. 
Loved it. Loved the intro. Her house is incredible. Incredible because it's so detailed and so like personal to her own sort of style. Like Villa Blanca or Villa Rosa is incredible. Um, Lots of great housewives homes are great. But I think Heather's definitely up there in the top three. Love Bethany's apartments, even though they're not like houses and mansions. Bethany, her style, her aesthetic, love, love, love. Um, I almost said Kourtney Kardashian. Kourtney Kardashian's not a not a housewife. Um, I'm trying to think of what other like big housewives house houses that I really love. Heather Dubrose is great though. I mean the the windows, the details, the chef, the hot chef. Oh my god. He can fry my eggs any day. Is Koa the staff member who kept getting blurred out on Real Houses of Salt Lake City? I believe it's Koa. I believe Koa is the one that gets the name bleeped out. I believe Koa is the one that stole the purse from Meredith's store. I believe that is all Koa. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ronald Richards was in the documentary as well on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hi, Tom Hamlet. Oh, hey, boo. How you doing, cutie? Oh, no. I didn't mean to say that out loud. I forgot we were live. Um, she was hating the wine, wasting time coming out, and her merch shading. Love you. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate all the love for the hair. It is, my scalp is like so tender. I was there for, I got there at five. We started bleaching about 6.30. And then I left about 1.30 in the morning, 6.30 p.m. to 1.30 in the morning. So you do the math. My hair's too fried. My brain's too fried to be able to do the, the math. Dorinda. Oh, my God. I was wondering, what were you wondering? Dorinda does have a nice house. Oh, wondering about Koa. Koa didn't steal the purse. It was Jen's current stylist. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Interesante. But speaking of Heather Dubrow and OC, is Tom Hamlet still in the room? I hope he didn't hear me. Um, Speaking of OC, Heather Dubrow's return great. The house incredible. I'm glad we finally got to see it through. Um... I appreciate Gina. I don't love Gina, but I appreciate her. Love Emily. Glad we still have Emily. Zach, do you speak Spanish? I don't speak Spanish, unfortunately, Yennefer. I do not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Shannon versus Heather, though. Were we really expecting them to be good friends, considering their beef, considering their history? Were we expecting them to actually be anything what do we think of the new meat on oc love the new meat the plastic surgeon jenny is it jenny i think her name's like dr jennifer but she said jenny when she introduced herself to heather when she walked into her house so for me i'm gonna call her jenny and i know like faces by bravo steve um and jeff epstein both know her and have gotten like work done by her so that's where she kind of first came onto my radar love her She's hot. Her husband is hot. I'm sure they have hot sex together. Um, gorgeous couple. Very seem very accomplished. They seem very, you know, intelligent, very well traveled, very, you know, everything you want in a housewife and a housewife hubby. 
So very impressed by her. Noella, uh, the other two girls, um, they seem nice. Obviously, it seems like they're going to be in a lot of drama this season that I don't think Jenny will be in as much of that drama. But so far, Jenny is my favorite of the newbies that has come back. And I'm curious to see how this like big shebang goes down in Heather's house at her party next week as we consent as we continue to see that because we know one of the new girls sued Terry, who's Heather's husband. And some people are like, how do you not know that this woman sued your husband? But I was also kind of like, well, but if you think about it, like people that have this much money get sued all the time. Like everybody's out for a cash grab. Everybody's out for a payday. So everyone's going to sue them for every little thing. So you kind of after a while lose track of like, you know who's trying to sue you. Because a lot of the times when people try to sue you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have grounds. It just means that they want money from you. Um, Yeah, but it looks good. Um, Shannon, I think, is trying to be like the new Tamara and being like, I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to, you know, make things happen. But it's like she just doesn't have the finesse that Tamara has. And mm, not a fan of Shannon, Shannon Bedore. Shannon storms Bedore this season. She's really... Bedoring the shit out of me. He did such a bunch of lives hating on Meredith and expecting how the supposed to steal ha- the supposed steal happened. Interesting, interesting. We need Heather to take down Shannon. Oh, I think Heather's already plotting the takedown of Shannon. Heather's already making that happen. Oh my god, are you gonna tell us what you think about the the reason that Larza got? or the, the read that Larza got at the dinner table. Um, loved it. I cannot wait. I'm actually, I go back and forth about Miami. Um, I'm excited about it because it's new, but I'm and it looks good, but I'm also just like, mm. I never watched the original Miami, and some people loved the original Miami. I couldn't get into it, but I also was like so new to Housewives at the time that, I was trying to not overload myself with another show within the franchise unless it was like a big breakout. But we'll see. I'm going to give it a try. Love that Larsa's in it because the Larsa we have now is not the Larsa that like she was not. She didn't have the level of fame then that she does now. And the fact that they're like, you you have a Kim Kardashian bud and you're a Kim Kardashian wannabe. And I was like, yes, I can't wait. Larsa's already my favorite. And then we also have... um Adriana, who's back. She's not a full-time, but she's a friend of, which is interesting. Don't know how I feel about that. Her Jenny's husband never wears a shirt. I love it. Drag me, Monique. I love it so much. I love it. I think that there are major issues in Jenny's relationship. Why? Do we know why Nicole sued Terry before they were married? Um, no, I don't know why she sued him. I assume it was related to a plastic surgery, like a botch situation. I'm not really sure. To be honest, I haven't really looked into it because I was getting my hair bleached while it was airing and I had to rewatch it this morning and was running around doing stuff today. So who knows? Leah Black. Is Leah Black's back? Is she? Or she's not? She's not back, right? Oh, I realized I didn't get my Botox touched up. Um, same with Miami. Larsa is whole big vibe, and I think she's going to spill a bunch of tea, maybe on maybe Kardashian tea. I don't know if Larsa's that dumb to, like, go against the Kardashians, because usually if you go against the Kardashians, you ain't winning. If you're going to take a shot at this bee, you better not miss. 
Nicole sued Terry over a bad boob job. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was about a plastic surgery mishap. I mean, her boobs look fine now. What was that? Nice tit, stupid bitch. That's not me saying it. That's a quote because I said that in my Kimberly Archie interview. I said, nice tit, stupid bitch. And then somebody's like, oh, did Zach really just tell Kimberly Archie nice tits and call her a stupid bitch? Oh, and they clenched their pearls in the comments. And I was like, eat my asshole. It was a quote from the reunion from Beverly Hills. Chill. Dum 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 Zero, zero, zero. None. Nice tit, stupid bitch. Let's see. What questions do we have? Um, who was the comedian? Oh, we already answered that. The comedian was Sam Bloomston, right? Bloomston. Do you think season do you think her one season on Roni makes her think that she can pull crap like this? Um, Ebony? Yes, Jean. I do think that her time on television or at least being part of the housewives fame makes her believe that she can pull stunts like what she did at the comedy show. It has some good backstory on the Alexa from Miami. Interesting documentary also has some backstory on Leah too and how her and her husband got together. Interesting. Oh, you know what I found at Whole Foods yesterday, you guys? Look at this. Barely legal, the Girardi case. I haven't read it yet. I was trying to read it while I was getting my hair bleached, but obviously I had a lot of wine in me and I had bleach on my head for five hours, six hours, seven hours. How many hours? I don't know. Do the math. Um, you may have gone over this, but how do we feel about Craig and Paige? Oh my God, I love Craig and Paige. I want to be Paige. That way I can fuck Craig. I'm pretty sure they have really great hot sex. And like, I don't know. They're a hot couple and I like them and I want them to have a baby and I want them to last forever, but I know they're going to crash and burn eventually, but I still want them to like live forever. Me too. I love them. Yeah. Ever, yeah. See, everyone loves them. I agree. Linz, MRSM, Molly. Yes. I love them together because they're cute and it's a fun vibe and we love it. Loves it. Speaking of loves it, what is it? The Paris in Love. Paris in Love is cute. I'm trying to get through it. It's on Peacock. It's the new show, but I'm trying to get through it. Paige has been spending time with the Southern Charm cast while filming, and they said that their cast is so much crazier than hers. I believe it. They also have so much more history, longstanding history than the, the Summer House crew does because Summer House is like rotated with new people. Ebony there with Bronwyn at the comedy show, and she was so confident about going up on stage. Yeah, I bet she regrets that now, or maybe she doesn't, because the, you know, her ego is so big. Have you put up your Christmas tree yet? I have not put up my Christmas tree yet. I don't have a Christmas tree yet. Fuck, but I, I'm supposed to have people over this upcoming Friday. I'm having a watch party for, what was it? Kyle Richards' new movie, The Housewives of the North Pole. I'm doing that on Friday. Not like a live watch party on Instagram Live, but I'm having friends over for some no-filter wine and some cocktails, and we're having like a Christmas party here at the apartment next Friday. So I should have gotten a Christmas tree for that, but I don't think I'm going to. I'll probably just decorate like the trees that I have here with Christmas lights. 
I just hate the needles and cleaning up the needles. Like, they're such a bitch to clean up. Paige said Madison was very sweet to her. Interesting. I do know. Yeah, Madison is back. Madison, I believe, is filming. That's a cute idea. I want to do that, too. It's so fun. Why don't we all do something like that? Like, I'll share mine and all the little, like, cocktails and what I do for the holiday parties. And I think you guys should get with it with me. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. All you need is some cocktails, some good food, and a good Christmas movie. And if you've seen the trailer for The Housewives of, of the North Pole... So cute. Like, it looks like it's actually going to be a good movie. Kyle actually looks like she does great in that comedy role. All right, guys. Shall we wrap? Did we have fun tonight? F-U-N all night long? So Paris is married to a new guy, and the guy yelled at the DJ in, in her documentary. Paris in love is it's cute it's not amazing um it's kind of like good background info it's not as in-depth as her documentary i don't know it's cute but it's not that deep um i'm drinking vodka right now and a little no filter rosé oh thanks guys i appreciate you all right. Any other final questions, thoughts, feelings, any dates planned for the weekend? No. I've decided that like I'm going to be single for the, well, I did invite apartment boy to my housewives of the North Pole watch party. So we'll see if apartment boy shows up to that. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's just kind of a cute scripted show. I don't know if it's scripted, but it's it's cute. Well, I guess it's kind of scripted. Paris in love. Um, how's your tailbone and your back? Tailbone is still hurting, but I went and I got adjusted, which kind of helped it a lot. Apparently, my tailbone was like pushing into one of like my hips or my pelvis. I don't know. It was pushing into something, and it, that's why it wasn't healing. So it was. I needed to get adjusted and get everything realigned. And now it's doing much better. Okay. Um, wait, apartment boy's back. Ugh, yeah, Ansley. Ugh. Well, he never really left. It's hard to leave him or to dismiss him when he's literally in the building. <sighs> Forgive me. I'm good as Colts because I'm good as Colts. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. We'll do after party over at Just Plain Zach. So head over to my personal account, Just Plain Zach. We'll do after party over there. I know, I know. Um, I know, Ansley. We'll, we'll discuss it further there. But yes, after party happening at Just Plain Zach. Um, thank you guys. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Love you, mean it. You're the bomb.com. If you were chatting in the live chat, I was right there with you. And if you weren't chatting in the live chat and you're watching this after the fact, I still love you, especially if you're listening to this on iTunes. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, please give me a five-star review. I love that validation. You guys are so awesome. And I love the all the support that you've given me this year, especially lately. Like the, the reviews on iTunes have been so, so sweet. And like they like make my heart burst for real, you know? So, muchas gracias. 
Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter and for watching the show. More great guests coming up. Stay tuned. We've got a great lineup of guests coming up. So get ready. If you haven't done so yet, go stock up on some No Filter wine at nofilterwine.com. They're housewives-inspired cans of rosé. It is delicious. There's no sugar in it, but it is 14% alcohol by volume, so it will pack a punch. Go get it at nofilterwine.com. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. I will talk to you next week. Bye.